This show is brought to you in part by GoDaddy.com. Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain name includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of the World of Warcast podcast, enter code WARCAST, that's W-A-R-C-A-S-T, and save an additional $5 off any order of $30 or more. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Podcasting to all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast. I am Renata. And I am Starman. Welcome to episode 48. Wow, just two more to 50. Well, you turned the big 4-0, and I turned the big 4-0 in a few weeks. Yeah, well, it's not so bad, really, you know. It's it's really being 40 is no different from being 39. <laughs> yeah, but 39 <laughs> is much different than 29. Well, I suppose that's true, but you know, it's better than it's better than the alternative. Well, that's true. So, so it's been um been a, an interesting week. How was your week? It was a good week. I actually didn't do a lot of gaming early on in the week cuz I had some family issues that had me out of town for a while. But recently my care group has decided that we're going to try doing 3 nights a week instead of 2. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to sort of slow down of me going into gruel and we're we we're going to talk about gruel later in the in the podcast but i seem to have a threshold of three rating nights a week so if we're going to be doing kara three nights a week i'm probably just going to be doing kara for my rating for a while Mm -hmm. but we have been making some really good progress we just didn't have time to do a lot of things well we took down both the shade of iran and the prince this week Nice. Which we had never done before. We had gotten out. We'd gotten the cure. Got up to the curator. We'd done chess. No problem. Chess is fun. I like the chess event. Uh, but we had not managed to get down either Iran, and we hadn't even tried the prince. So the fact that we got both down this week, I think, was uh, was a really major step forward. Now, one of the things that this has brought up is for some of the fights that are coming up, the ones we haven't done. I may need to do a little bit of tweaking on my spec to be able to do a couple of the fights and really Mm -hmm. contribute to the group. But I've been trying to refine a spec for for that and also for the prince fight because if you've never done the prince fight before, one of the things that he does that's really nasty is he does this spell called Enfeeble, Mm -hmm. which he then follows up by this nasty Shadow Nova. What Enfeeble does is it takes you down to one and only one hit yeah. point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you are in range of his Shadow Nova, which is a 30-yard spell, you will, of course, die horribly. So you, you're kind of doing this running back and forth in and out of range. So I, I it, it's told me I need to invest in some of the extended range talents, which I hadn't done before, mostly because I hadn't really needed them before. But so, as I said, I'm, I'm doing some tweaks to my to my spec to be able to do that a little better. Haven't really done much of any farming or anything like that. I have taken out 
I've started working on my paladin again, who's now level 51. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of hit the wall with her. With the paladin? Yeah, I could see that. Paladins are really, for me at this point, an exercise in patience. Because <laughs> she's really slow. I was telling uh, a couple of my friends in the guild today, right now leveling her feels like trying to climb up a greased glass wall with my fingernails. They've assured <laughs> me that if I respec to a protection build, that I'll be much happier. I'm, I'm currently retribution. Uh, why that spec specifically? Well, apparently there's some way that you can do AoE grinding with a paladin. Like a mage? Well, not like a mage, but I, I, I'll have to see it, and I will definitely report on, on this in a future episode, because we have gotten some requests for information about paladins, and I will definitely re- uh, be reporting on this particular change, because they've promised to show me some builds and the theories behind it, and I'm just as curious as everyone else as to what this means. Cause like, AoE grinding with a paladin? It just didn't make sense to me so but i'm sure it'll make sense down the road um i really want to i really do want to continue working on her but right now it's it's a bit of a okay i i just gotta get half a level today i just gotta (laughs) do it and i'm i'm desperate for anything that will make it a little bit more interesting well i know exactly how you feel because back when i first started playing my druid just leveling her was atrocious and it was terrible and i thought that it was the norm like i said before because we're all so used to the eq grind i thought oh i guess the wow grind is is the same but it turns out no it it was just my stupid class soloing on all right what I did this week is I, without going into too much detail, I spent a lot of time farming because our guild is going through a transition. And I'm not going to say any more than that because it's a little too early to say anything right now. So I, I swapped professions on two of my characters. I figured if one character is out farming with mining and jewel crafting. And another one is sitting at home, so to speak, doing herbalism and alchemy. Why don't I just swap the jewel crafting and the and the herbalism so that way the one that's at farming can actually farm and do two at the same time. So that's that's one of the things I did. Let me let me tell you something. Getting jewel crafting up even when your mining is already at 375 is a grind. Because you're running around Silithus all by yourself. Now you have the entire zone to yourself. Yeah, a lot of those upper level old world zones are just deserted and they can right. do some really great, great farming. Right, but you're there by yourself. But the problem is that you have to run around in a circle like a buffoon just <laughs> waiting for these these nodes to spawn. Mm-hmm. So it was it was slower than I thought because you have to mine the stuff to get the gems you need to get your jewel crafting up. And I got it up to about two, I'm, I'm thinking like somewhere around 222.30 before I finally just got so completely fed up with it that I started buying stuff off the auction house just to get <laughs> it up to 275, 280, 290. Cause I had, I'd collected a bunch of gems for 300. So that 300 to 340 was like really, really fast. And then once I got 
my jewel crafting up to about 300, 310. Then I went back and took my farming tune, turned her into an herbalist, and that took, I don't know, three hours. I mean, you're level 70. You're running around zone. I mean, just, just tell your soul alone was about four and a half seconds of farming. <laughs> oh, I, I hear, though, you were monopolizing Darkshore. Yeah, I was. <laughs> All the Briar Thorn was mine. Yep. He had someone complaining to him because his level 70 was running oh, through that. Darkshore. I get this nasty gram from somebody telling me, who do I think I am, a level 70 in Darkshore farming Briarthorn? And I, I explained that I was switching professions and and i needed to start from the bottom and he says well don't you have higher level instances to go to to farm briarthorn <laughs> i no, i'm sorry but the last time i checked there was no briarthorn in zanger marsh <laughs> um so it, it was it was very very laugh i don't know if i took screenshots i have to check but it was very very laughable and uh, Obviously, this is a person who doesn't understand the way that these nodes work. You mm -hmm. get the lower level nodes in lower level zones. So, I, I admit that you know there are some seventies who do seem to take a great deal of uh, joy in just going around and farming over and over in lower level <laughs> areas. I, I was having a, a devil of a time with my with my rogue who's level 31 she was uh running around in uh thousand needles doing some questing and was kind of mining up as be for like two or three days i saw the same level 70 just coming through and taking all the iron nodes so mm. they do they, i mean there is a certain amount of that farming that's going on there is but but you but you do have to realize that if you're going to be leveling up you got to go to the lower level zones, and you mm -hmm. just—I mean, there's just no way around it. But the the that was the that was sort of a, a tangent about what I did this week, but but it was leading into something else about you were saying about leveling a paladin, is that my druid, the one that I had done Max with so long ago, I thought, well, let me see how bad it is to level her now, and she specced still uh, resto as a druid so her healing is whatever seven eight hundred whatever it was back then but her damage bonus is like four so i go out and i try killing a hellbore and and i think i said this the last time it took forever so and th that was the motivation the original motivation between uh, uh behind um switching the professions and and now i i just can't I can't do anything with this this druid, and people tell me, well, I should just you know buy some gear off the auction house that's uh, that's either balanced or um, or bear specked, and just do that or feral. And I said, well, I don't know, I don't like staring at a bear's butt all day long. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was gonna say for all you listeners who are going to call in and write in and say. Starman just respect Feral. Believe me, I tried, but he doesn't want to do it. So, no. and I can and understand. I, I've tried. I, I've tried leveling a druid a couple of times, and I just find the whole. I can't find a good camera angle to get around the bear's butt. <laughs> Why did they have to make the bear's butt so big? 
I, I, I did find something that I knew about a long time ago, but I never actually did. There's um, A butt minimizer? A, a, no. Well, sort of. There's a checkbox in your interface that allows you to zoom further. No, it's not a checkbox. It's a slider. And it allows you to zoom your camera further back. And he, so that the, the butt's not so big. <laughs> right. But I, I find that, I realize, especially if you're you're used to a PVP server, that people like to have their camera way out so they can see around them. Yeah. But I just, I find, I like to, I actually play fairly close in. I, I like to, to have my camera angle pretty much right behind my character's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's just all a matter yeah. of preference. So I got my farming tune to 70. I think I said that the last time. And mm-hmm. so I, with the two professions now, here's what I do. I set up my interface so that I have a, a one-button change between herbalism and mining. So I'll go around an area and I'll click, click, click. I'll just, I'll just keep switching back and forth and see if there's a little yellow dot. And there's a lot of yellow dots now as mm-hmm. opposed to before. So... Within, I think it was a week or 10 days. I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to go back and check, but I made over 2,000 gold. Wow. Just farming for a week. And so needless to say, I'm I'm on track to get my epic flying mount by the, this is, or we're recording this on September 4th. So hope not by this weekend, but maybe by this time next week, I should have my epic, epic flying mount. I need to do that. I just can't seem to get myself to buckle down and do it. The problem with the game is that I'm not ranting here, but the game you you, you have a few choices. You either do your dailies, which can get monotonous if you if you do them all the time. You can farm, which in itself becomes monotonous. And there's a, there's a third option which I decided to try out, but I tried it out a little too late. Is farm. Or I should I shouldn't say no. The, the word farm is not the right word. Uh, you should grind, meaning just kill things or do instance quests, uh, since the instance quests really aren't going to hurt uh, the way you get your your XP. And essentially, what you do is you get to seventy when you're like if you're in seventy and you're at the Zanger Marsh and you're doing these quests, you'll wind up making eight G at seventy as opposed to like two G plus XP. So and you make a lot of instead guild. of doing quests, you would you you, you make like money sixty through seventy. You just grind it, and mm-hmm. then you save all your quests until you're seventy and do them for cash. Right. Do your quest for cash, and, and that saved me a lot of time as far as getting the goal to get to, to 5K. Yeah, but... I, um, I know, it's, it's not perfect. It's not a perfect solution. It's not for everybody. Yesterday, I logged into the game, and I went, I don't want to do this. Well, and the thing, the, the one thing that I would say to that is there's a lot of places where you can research quests. My favorite place to go for that is Alakazam. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Alakazam has, which I really like, is the ability to look up quests by zone. Oh, the thing nice. that would be I would recommend for that is if you're going to do that, you shouldn't save all of the quests simply because some of the gear upgrades that you get through quests in Outlands are really, really good. Mm-hmm. And they can make your life a lot easier. So you might want to pick and choose and say, okay, well, these quests 
I don't want to do yet because the quest reward I don't really care about. But these other quests have some really good gear upgrades that I could really use and do those quests. So maybe sort of if you if you want to do that, maybe one of the things you might want to want to look at is kind of a hybrid approach. Okay. Where you would be doing some quests for the gear upgrades and saving others for money later on. That's true. Now, personally, I'm not I'm not sure I could do that because I really sort of need the quests to keep myself motivated. <laughs> and plus, you also you know you get the you get the experience bonuses and you get the the faction and such from from doing quests. Right. But you know it's it's all it all depends on what your priorities it, are. Right, it depends on your play style, but. It's it's just an option for people out there that say, well, like if if you're if you don't want to do quests, if you want to save but you want to get XP, do a couple of instances. Run mm-hmm. Hellfire, run Sethic or something like that. Get your factions up mm-hmm. while getting your XP up at the same time, and then you know save the quests for later. But but Renata makes a good point: is that yeah, researching the quest to get the gear upgrades is, is very, very crucial because there are some gear upgrades that I got specifically from quests. Some I got from drops and blue drops. It depends on how you want to play it. Right, like the the Ring of Blood quest. Uh, there's, oh, yeah. there's some rewards there that for some classes are practically, you, you just You'd be you'd be silly not to go in and get them as soon as you can, which I think for the Ring of Blood is a level 65 did. quest. Mm-hmm. But for other classes, the, the the rewards are not so great. So yeah, somebody was complaining about that in my Ring of Blood group that I was in a couple of weeks back with my farming tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were saying, "Oh, this is junk." I don't know what it was though. Well, it depends on the class, and it also depends on what you've already gotten. If you've gotten some really great drop from a an instance. Now I have heard that if you wait until level seventy to do Ring of Blood. That the gold mm-hmm. that you get from that quest is amazing. It's like you end up with like 120 gold or something like that. Really? Yeah, it's it's huh. pretty amazing after all the steps to it. Um, I'm I'm not a hundred percent on the amount, but I believe it was over a hundred gold. Hmm. But you'd really want to look at the reward because like the 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 staff reward for a damage caster is right. you you can't beat it. I was using that you well can't. into seventy. No, you can't beat that until you get... I got a, a bringer of death for mm-hmm. my farming tune. Speci- mm-hmm. I mean, I as soon as I, I had, had the money to buy one. Too. Yeah, as soon as I got the but money for one, I bought one. Uh, well, I got my first one as a drop in Netherstorm mm-hmm. uh, on my mage, on my on my main mage. I, I got it as a drop off of one of those slimy things in Netherstorm, those little slithery things. I can't stand them. Um, <laughs> but... There are some staff rewards that I've been getting on my farming tune, even though I have the bringer of death, you know, these, you know the quest rewards, and they're garbage. Mm-hmm. They're they're total garbage. They're, they're, I, I just vendor them immediately. Right. So you know that's that is a good way to to make some money with that, but you know you just I think you just want to adapt it to what you're looking for. So there was not a lot of news. No, we have. What are the big- what? Go ahead. <laughs> I was just say one of the big pieces of news is not what's happened; it's what's not happened. Oh yeah, we decided to record this on a Tuesday specifically because we thought, well, the patch came down twice, two different parts, so it's got to be the you know on Tuesday. No, didn't happen. They yeah, had rolling really restarts today. 
<laughs> I was really disappointed, and I know that all of the male orcs out there are very disappointed, feeling unmanned as they are by their little teeny shoulders. That bug is supposed to be fixed in the patch. Mm -hmm. But uh, also, I'm anxious to try out Zulamon's uh, supposed to come out in this patch, yeah. right? I believe and, so, yeah. And the Guild Banks. And, well, is it the, the Guild Banks? Is that this one or the next one? Oh no, Guildbanks is in 2.3. That's right. Yeah. Um, Guildbanks aren't coming out just yet, but um, the voice chat don't really care. What I'm the I'm just itching to hear what that sounds like. I, I I'll be. I, I want to see what people make. I want to see what channels people make. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure people are going to make like I am a real chick. Dot. You know. You know Girls, 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 yeah. Girls, girls, gamers. You know, you're gonna see all the, you know, the, the idiocy run rampant. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I want to see how many people um, create channels that are specifically just to, you know, find people like girls. <laughs> I say this because I, I, I'm betting that's one of the reasons why some people are, are waiting for this voice chat. They want to find out who all the real girls are. <laughs> Well, it's it's kind of funny because I had a uh, I was reading a one of the for, a forum posts on the official forums as a realm forum. Someone pointed it to me, who said that I had a soothing voice. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is the kind of thing that I'm gonna have to put up put up with the voice chat. But <laughs> well, the other thing I liked was he said that girl has a soothing voice, and I'm like, that girl is forty. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm guessing that probably the first use of voice chat will will be an attempt to find out who's really female. Right. I I don't know how this is all going to work. I, because people seem to have creative ways of using the game in ways it's not intended, like right. Baron's chat, trade chat, that sort of thing. Or casinos in uh, some of the older MMOs, which mm -hmm. Blizzard thankfully has forbidden. Right. Which kind of surprises me you still that you don't see them, even though they're forbidden. I mean, it's forbidden to spam. Are you having, this is totally off topic, but are you having the problem when you go into cities like Ironforge or Stormwind? Because we're having this problem in on the Horde side of people standing next to the mailboxes. Yes, and they just slash say... And they and they just say blah 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 dot com uber gold and I just right click them and report do report spam. Yeah. I, the one thing that's nice about that report spam function is it seems it squelches them. It doesn't put them on your ignore list, but you don't hear them anymore. No. And no. that's one of the things that's really nice is do do use report spam rather than ignore. Um, not that I'm sure that it does that. It catches all of them, but it does both functions at once. So, but yeah, we've been having a real problem with that. Someone was doing it in emotes. Today. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they emoted this, and I just unbelievable. Yeah, that it doesn't seem to be any. Any time they come up with something, they they try they come up with something else to get around whatever Blizzard's put in place. And the funny thing is that what I've noticed lately is that the gold site name. The whatever it'll say www.starstarstarstarstarstarstar.com. I don't know where the stars are coming from because I'm sure it, they're not using names that have been. No, I, I have my no, I have my uh, 
my filter turned off. I don't know where those stars are coming from. I don't know if Blizzard is doing that. I haven't seen that. It must is it? Yeah, some I've seen music? that. I no, I it, no because it, it happens on my Mac and I have no mods on my Mac at all. And it'll say www dot and like a string of six or seven stars dot com. I've never seen that. Yeah, and I don't I don't understand why those stars are coming up because if you're a gold seller you don't want to block the name of your site so the only thing i could and 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 i don't have my my filter my chat filter turned on it's off because i'm an adult so the only thing i could think of is that it's it's either either they're stupid or blizzard is blocking it intentionally i mean maybe blizzard has got a like like a list of of words or something and and it's they're being blocked on the server side Maybe I, as I said, I I have never seen that, and I I would have noticed that. Yeah, good for Blizzard if they're doing that. Oh, great for Blizzard! I'm I'm now I'm anxious to see if maybe that's an interface option or yeah, something I, like I, that. I, I I don't have any screenshots or anything to show you, but I'm I know that it's there. It's happened many times too, because yeah. I I stop and I think like, how are these people selling anything if you can't see the name of their website? Right. You know they they wouldn't be doing that. I've been seeing these sites on. The, the Horde side, especially in Orgrimmar, they seem to hang out at the Orgrimmar mailbox a great deal. Mm -hmm. And I've always seen the name of the site. I don't remember what any of them are, but I do remember that they weren't blocked out in any fashion. Um, I'm well, just I'm, log on with, while we're still talking, so just I'm, just, just try it. Okay. Um, on with the news. Or Whatever, do you want to what just wait? There are. <laughs> yes. Um, at the Leipzig Games Convention, they announced that they will be releasing sometime before the next expansion a major patch with the Sunwell Plateau instance, which is going to be a 25... Well, sun, the Sunwell Plateau area, which is going to include a 25-man instance and a 5-man instance that is both regular and heroic. Now they have not released any details other than the fact that this will be located north of Silver Moon City. So mm -hmm. it's it's another instance, the second instance, which is appearing in the new, relatively new, Horde Newbie area. I noticed that they haven't done anything with releasing any of these in the Draenei area. No, I wonder why. Not that it matters to me, but I wonder why. Well, if they did that, they would have to probably make some way to get to the Draenei Island other than going through Alberdeen. Because right now, the only way to get to the, the Draenei Island, if you're from the outside, is from a boat that leaves from the Alberdeen docks. Hmm. Not that I can't, as a Horde person get on the boats in Alberdeen because I have no, done I've it many times. Yeah, I've, I've seen people do it all the time. But one of the interesting parts of that is is you have to get onto the boat because if you're Horde and you go through Alberdeen, of course, um, you get attacked by the guards pretty quickly. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a big deal because the guards aren't very high level. But they spawn a bazillion of them, just clouds <laughs> of guards. And, you know, even a level 70 can be taken down by a horde of level 40 elites if you get interrupted. So you just got to make a beeline for the boats. So I think they would have to make some way to get there that wouldn't require crossing through 
an alliance town <laughs> if they were going to do that. Now, for the for the alliance to get to this the Sunwell area, they'll have to go through Eastern Plaguelands. But for level seventy, that's no big deal. No, this is no big deal at all. We we laugh at everything in in the Plaguelands now. <laughs> well, actually, the Plaguelands is pretty good farming. It is, and. There are some black lotuses there. Not many, you know, two. Well, mm -hmm. You can yeah. find them. But um, how do you, I mean, and the other thing that I'd, I'd asked you offline, but uh, we'll talk about it again here, is how do you feel about all these new instances going up in Horde territories? It doesn't matter to me. They come up to me, I just kill them. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it. Well, but these are low-level zones and one of the things that I'm actually a little worried about with with that is you'll end up with all of these high level alliance coming through these low level horde areas who might just decide to go harass some horde newbies and go around and killing the, the quest givers not, not that the horde don't do that right well, yeah, but they aren't directing we they aren't directing horde traffic through through alliance lobby areas. <laughs> I mean, they're they're directing Blizzard is directing high level alliance straight through large portions of of a of a horde newbie well, area. Listen, if it lowers the price of the Blood Elf Bandit mask, <laughs> awesome. Well, the Blood Elf Bandit mask drops in the Draenei area, though. That's, I thought it was. Is it? No, it drops in the it drops in the in Azure style. Oh, I thought it was so much money because it dropped over in um, Ghostlands. No, it's just it's just so much money because oh. people will pay a lot for toys. It's so much money because you can wear it at any level, and I think let me it's Blood Elf. It's Bandit. the only one that you can wear before. Was it? It's um it's a headpiece, right? So you go before yeah. level twelve. Yeah, you have to. It requires level five. Okay. And it only drops off level seven blood elf bandits on Azure Mistyle. So. Yeah, people um, are trying to sell them for fifty G on on my side. Yeah, but people <laughs> laugh. Pay it. it. It is pretty cool looking. It's a red and yellow bandana, but. It's all right. Uh, WoW has also announced another initiative to try to get more accounts called the Scroll of Resurrection. Mm -hmm. And how this works is you get a friend of yours who has an expired or canceled WoW account to sign up with a 10-day Burning Crusade trial account. And if they convert to a real account, you get a Scroll of Resurrection and that will give you a free month of WoW. So it's just it's it's sort of a version of recruit a friend. Cute. It's, yeah, it's 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 kind of I mean it's kind of catchy, but basically it's just using the players to try to drum up more business for them, which you know hey that's networking. It's not a bad strategy. Maybe WoW is in trouble. Maybe nine no. billion players isn't enough. Nine million, not I nine know. billion. There aren't even nine, you know, aren't it's, even it's, nine it's billion people point. on the planet. <laughs> I, like, what other MMOs? Are, I mean, I know people are going to scream Warhammer, but I, I mean, really, I mean, Warhammer. The the closer it gets to release, the the more I've been hearing that it's really not all it's cracked up to be. 
Although they might tweak it, who knows? But I mean, what else is coming out? I think. Do you think this is just a rhetorical question, really? But do you think WoW is popular because there's nothing else out there, or is there nothing else out there because WoW is popular? Hmm. Well, there. It's not that there's nothing else out there. There's uh, Lord of the Rings Online, and I understand that's fairly popular. I haven't really. I can't say I've really been following much about that. Vanguard was pretty much a flop. Um, they announced no new expansions on that. It's it's a done deal. Oh, really? Yeah. No new yeah. expansions? Yeah, I was talking They're... to Alachi the other day, and uh, we were actually talking about this very subject, about like what new stuff is coming down the pipe. And she told me that, uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, over. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Age of Conan MMO, which is coming out, I think, in two. I think they pushed it back to 2009. <laughs> Has gotten really good press. And I'd play that one. I, I would try that one. Really? I've always liked, I've always liked the Conan mythos. Uh, I never got into Conan. If you read any of the original stories that Robert E. Howard wrote back in the uh, late 20s and early 30s, I mean, they're very much products of their times. They have sort of the same literary feel as H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. That they're... I mean, they're, they're very much of stories of their times, but they're really very good and very interesting. And I, as I said, I would definitely play in that in that world. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Just wondering what's coming out that would. What's the wild wow. killer? Yeah, it's well, very difficult to 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 even conceive of something that would topple Wow. And well, not to, I'm trying not to sound like a fanboy because I'm not. Because anybody knows, and I try to be level-headed about this whole thing. But, like, really, I mean, if somebody were to seriously sit down with a bunch of developers and artists and say, "This is what it would take to do it," what would it be? I think that what may end up killing WoW is whatever Blizzard's next MMO is. You really think so? If it's, I said, if I, yeah. I, I really, I really think that. You know, WoW is one of those games that as long as they keep coming out with expansions and keeping things interesting, I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to just keep pushing up the level cap. Although they have made announcements that they are going to make leveling 1 to 60 easier. Uh, either by increasing the re- the gains made from quests or from killing monsters or from just reducing the amount of experience oh, that you need. To. They'd, they'd have, have to do something. To. Right, because it would just be it would just be too painful to get from uh, if, if the level caps like a hundred or something like that, one to sixty is. <laughs> it's, if they uh, were ever to do that, I would I would think that they would actually allow you to make a level sixty character. If you had a certain number of other characters that you've made, yeah. Something like yes, that. Yes, 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 yeah. Because they don't want new people. They want new people to enjoy the game and, and learn it. But yeah, I mean, for new people starting, like, well, we need a warlock. Well, well I mean, that's give what... me three or four or five months, and I'll <laughs> get it to level hundred. But Blizzard has come out and said that they are at least in the concept stages of another MMO. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's great speculation. Is is this going to be StarCraft? Is it going to be Diablo? Or is it going to be something that hasn't been released yet? Yeah, I mean, if, it's, if it's a brand new... All right, here's what I think. I'm going to make this fast. 
Diablo is just way too similar to WoW to make a brand new MMO out of the entire thing. StarCraft, mm -hmm. maybe. I, I have nothing against StarCraft, even though I personally never got into it. But science fiction MMOs, uh, the, 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 just, just, they don't do well. Well, EVE Online has done very well, but it's very hardcore. Yeah. And to the casual gamer, it's it's not that interesting. Right. And where so, where Blizzard has had its success is not only in keeping and maintaining the interest of the more hardcore gamers, but making it have a broad enough appeal that more casual players can play mm -hmm. as well. And that's a balance that's very difficult. And then my other thing is, uh, is Blizzard running out of lore? Mm-hmm. Because everybody's working up the food chain in Azeroth and Outlands. Is there nothing left? Will there be nothing left? Yeah, and one of the advantages, of course, of coming up with a brand new universe is that you can you can world build right from the beginning and you can introduce things without the lore police coming around and saying, <laughs> hey, wait a minute, that's not the way it was in this campaign and such in Warcraft 3. Um, on the other hand, I think one of the appeals that Warcraft has had is that for a large number of people, myself not being among them, who played the Warcraft real-time strategy games, that the lore and the familiarity of the lore has been a, has been a very attractive draw to them. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, obviously, since there's lots of people like us who didn't play the the real-time strategy games and still enjoy the game and still enjoy the lore to one extent or another, um, I think that they've shown they don't have to have that those predecessors to be able to have it be attractive. I would also like to see if somebody can come up with a game where you don't have to collect 10 of something. <laughs> oh, I well, collect 10 of something. Kill 10 of something is easy. Collect 10 of something. I don't know. Maybe there's just no way around it, you know, but... Uh... Well, there has to be discrete objectives. Mm -hmm. And these, I don't think those always have to be, you know, bring me 10 carrots or whatever. But... Um, I don't know. You'd have to get pretty imaginative. <laughs> okay, I have to explain that. There's there's this game called Progress Quest online. I think it's www.progressquest.com. It's a very silly game. It plays itself in the background. And you, you, you roll up these characters. And the game, as I said, the game just plays itself in the background. And there's all these stupid things that come up. You don't actually interact with it at all um and um you get you know like a a half orc uh strangler or a you know a, a motorcycle i think is is a race uh, <laughs> it's very very tongue-in-cheek but it's it's you know bring me 10 carrots is one of the objectives of one of the stupid quests that you have to get and, um, you know, you get things like, you know, a plus 12 cardboard sword when you're starting out. It's, it's <laughs> very funny. It's, it's, it's very much a, a parody on all of these games. So if you want to check out a very old uh, product of the web, but it's still very funny and, you've, and you, know, you like this kind of genre, progressquest.com. The last bit of news is titles. 
There was a little post from Blizzard say from from a Blizzard employee on the forums saying, "Yes, there will be some new titles. We <laughs> don't know we don't know what, what they're going to be. We don't know when <laughs> or what they will be about, and they're also talking about the possibility of resurrecting some of the old PVP titles." That would be nice because I have one tune that has done quite a bit of PVP and has absolutely no titles at all. Well, I think one of mine's a grunt and one of mine's a sergeant, and they've both done considerable PvP mm -hmm. after that, so it would be kind of nice to work on that title a little bit. Based on the gear you got or something, uh, I don't know. I have a sergeant and a master sergeant myself, but... Mm -hmm. you know. I'd also like to see some titles that weren't related to PvP. Mm -hmm. uh, um, we were talking offline about this before, that there was a green post that said, you know, we're fiddling with trade skill titles. What do you mm -hmm. people think of that? It was a while ago. I'm not going to dig it up. But people were, were, were very, very supportive of that idea. And I think it's a great idea. I mean, if you're looking for a, jewel, a master jewel crafter or something like that, you could do slash who master jewel crafter and point, you know, a, you know, a couple names will come up and say, hey, can you do this for me? I think that would be a great idea. I, I, to be honest <laughs> with you, it can't be too hard to implement, guys. Why haven't you done it yet? Right. Well, they did that in, and of course, yes, I'm going to get hate mail because I mentioned EverQuest again, but yep. they used to do that in EverQuest. And that was really a great way to advertise that you were looking for work, is if you had your title on yes. saying, you know, Master Blacksmith or Master Jewel Crafter or whatever, and you're walking around town with that title, what you're saying is, hey, talk to me if you got something you need me to do. In fact, they also ha they actually had an LFW tag. Just like there's mm -hmm. an LFG, there was an LFW tag in that game. And and that would be another thing. If, if you're, because believe me, nobody wants to sit and read trade spam. Well, especially since there's an awful lot of people who seem to think it's a replacement for guild chat. Yeah. I just like to hear themselves yammer on. But... Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that, you know, something like that would be really good where you could get a title for other than PvP, because not everyone likes PvP. I know, heresy from some people, but, um, I'm really only lukewarm on the subject myself, but I'm very enthusiastic about trade skills, and I, th I think that, I mean, that's just one example. You could also get, I could also see, you know, comp getting them for exalted factions, or completing certain quest lines. Mm -hmm. or killing certain world bosses. Uh, for example, uh, you do that whole quest line about uh, King of the Ogres. Why, mm -hmm. not, why not keep the title, King of the Ogres? Yeah. <laughs> right? Seriously. Or uh, Queen of the Ogres. It was or, for, yeah. for the female But, but you know, but... have that title. You right. earned it. Yeah, that that's a that's a funny funny quest. I like the I like the King of the Ogres uh, <laughs> line. But or give and, you know, maybe give some opportunities for some lower level characters to earn some titles, either through trade skills or through, as I said, completing special quest lines. Last names. Yes, well, I'd heard there was a blue post quite a while ago that they were saying that surnames were going to be included at some future date. I really want last names, although it does open up a whole lot of oh, issues. It does. With I've names. said that before. I, you know, I, I say it because I keep thinking that some of the responsible people will will there'll be more responsible people use it than irresponsible people. Like, um, oh, I'm not even going to say it. But I, we just don't need immature names. 
and you know most of them are you only think they're clever and funny yeah they're not not really i had to report somebody for a name the other day i've had to report people for names various points but so one of the things that i wanted to talk about a couple episodes ago we just never got around to it was gruel's lair and what is gruel's lair when should you do it and some talk about some strategy. And I sort of have an ulterior purpose for this because uh, the group that I, I'm with has been doing Gruel's Lair for a while. And although we've gotten the first encounter down, the lowest we've gotten Gruel himself down to is 12%. Mm. But I happen to know that Starman has done Gruel successfully. Oh, so I was hoping times. to milk him for some ideas. Um, Gruel's well, Lair... Uh, if you're getting them down to 12%, it sounds like it's just a raw DPS issue. Yeah, it is probably by now. But there are some issues with Gruel himself that, um, that are worth talking about. Uh, Gruel's Lair is a 25-man instance that is located in the Blades Edge Mountains. And it is not keyed. It is not attuned. You can, at level 65, just walk straight into the place however would not recommend it no um there i i do know that when now was gruel's lair ever keyed yes do you know yes at one point it was and they removed the key or attunement for mm -hmm. it and oh uh, yeah I, I do remember this because there were several people as soon as the attunement came up said we should go do that but Really, you need to have gone through the gearing up process, and you really need some people who are at least geared with Kara, Karazan level gear mm -hmm. to be able to have the endurance, the DPS, the studliness, as such, <laughs> just to True. be able to get through these encounters because they're they they are um, pretty difficult. Some some of it has some of the gadget play aspects to it which I both like and don't like about some raids there's there's a in some ways there's there's tricks to it and uh, you can't just go in and beat it senseless there's certain steps that you have to go through mm -hmm. um, when you enter Gruul's Lair you gotta clear some trash and then you end up with your first major encounter which is the uh, High King Mulgar encounter and it's Wait, not no, Back up a second. The trash, the trash itself is a problem sometimes because they have uh, they have random stuns, and you have to stay away from their cleaves. Mm -hmm. So if one of them, if one of them random, if if they random charge somebody, and you're standing next to that person, you can not only could you get not only can that person get stunned, but you can both get cleaved. Oh yes, that's always fun. So be careful of that. I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, High King Mulgar is fun because it's not just him. Nope. This is a five ogre pull. Or six and, if you count the two heads. Well, then there'd be <laughs> ten. Then it'd be ten if you count two heads. Well, and it's it's a five ogre pull with friends because one of them summons help mm -hmm. in the form Felguards. of uh, of Felguards. Or not Felgards, Felhounds. Oh, right, sorry, Felhounds. The first of these lovely little guys is called Blind Eye. Mm -hmm. Blind Eye is a priest. 
and he has approximately 297,000 hit points. And he has a, um, a shield, he has prayer of mending, he heals himself, it's really, really annoying. <laughs> um, Olm the Summoner is a warlock. Shadow damage, he has a death coil. The really fun part about Olm is that he summons these fell hounds. Um, Crush Firehand is a mage. And you probably have had more intimate knowledge of Crush. Uh, Twice. Fi <laughs> Firehand, so I'll leave Crush to you and we actually cover the, the strategy here a little bit. We're not going to go in too deep, but I'm just going to kind of hit the highlights. Uh, Kigler the Crazed is uh, a shaman who does lightning and arcane damage. And then there's High King Mulgar, who... God help you if you stand anywhere next to him. Mm -hmm. Whirlwind. Yes, he Very has bad. a whirlwind. And one of the things... I have died more than once to accidentally walking into him. Usually what's done is... At least, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because different groups have different ways of doing this, but the way that we do it is... Um, you can go into the cave really hugging along the left wall mm -hmm. and, and kind of set up so you're facing him. You want to take Blind Eye down first. He's the healer. Because, mm -hmm. of course, you always take the healer down first. Right. But that doesn't mean that you can't you pay, pay attention. You have you can't pay attention to the rest of them. In fact, you have to. Old the Summoner, usually we put two tanks on him. Because he has this lovely um, thing of death coiling. So we uh, we try to have the have the two tanks kind of jog off him, but the real thing that you want to do with Ulm is not to have the people doing most of the tanking. What you want to do with <laughs> Ulm is to have warlocks enslave the the summoned fellhounds and put the dogs onto Ulm. Right. We haven't quite gotten in a, a, a really adept group, and one that's lucky with with their. Um, with their enslaving, can do most, if not all, of the tanking just with the enslaved dogs. But we sort of need backup <laughs> a little <laughs> bit, and it found it better to have some some other tankage on Ulm as well. Um, I can say from the standpoint of being one of the warlocks who is usually responsible for dog duty that I, I'm not a demonology lock. And we do have a demonology lock in the group, but most raid... Warlocks are not demonology spec'd. Right. Most are either affliction or destruction, so they're not going to have the improved enslaved demon. And so they break a lot, and they kill you, and they run after other people. So one of the things that I have found very, very handy with this is if you're the warlock on dog duty, is to have a macro, which um, I just have it do slash target conj, C-O-N-J, because there's nothing else in there that's conjured. And then slash cash banish um, rank eight. So what I usually do is I start out with a macro, which goes slash c o n j for conjured because they're the only conjured things there, and then slash cast enslaved demon. And we used to have assignments where we would have more than one warlock who would be on dog duty, but we would say, okay, Gita, you do the first one, Alabaster, you do the second one, and we found that it's more reliable 
to have all of the warlocks who are on dog duty trying to enslave because you get so many resists trying to enslave those dogs that if someone gets him, it's good. Mm-hmm. And then the next time an X-One's conjured, you have all you know all the ones who don't already have an enslaved demon try again and so on. And that's worked much better. We really haven't had any problems with the dogs since then. So after Blind dies down, and you need a lot of people on interrupts for that. Yeah. Um, um, that's a big that's a big thing. Oh, and you've got to have um, Crush Fire Hand. Now, you probably should be the one to explain the technique for Crush. Well, it's very simple, but <laughs> it's simple on paper, but not easy to, um, to do. You need to have a mage on him with spell steel and that mage actually has to have a good amount of hit points or fire resist gear because he casts a shield on himself and as a mage you got to steal it you have to cut cast spell spell steel so you get the shield and that makes him vulnerable but he's still casting firebolts at you and depending on how you're geared it can either be very good or very bad now, I had to do it twice because I had a pickup from a mage that had died. And one time worked out fine, one time did not because one of our healers died. So, you know, it, it happens. But that's really the whole process. As soon as his shield comes up, you have to steal it back. And you have to be very, very aware of that because th- that could slow that progress down. And in the meantime, uh, he's shooting fireballs at you and, and nobody can do any dps on him while he's got it up mm-hmm. so that whole process has to continue until the entire raid goes to him and then well you still have to you still have to continue you still have to grab that uh that steal that shield off of him but that's pretty much it but like i right. said i've only done it twice so if there's anything else that i missed then i apologize but uh, that's pretty much the whole thing well the usual order for taking them down is blind eye of course as i said before you have to get him down cause first cause he's the healer and then ulm the summoner by the time that you get to ulm the dogs have usually done some pretty good damage to him mm-hmm. um then crosh we usually put all of the the uh range dps on to all the, all the casters onto Crosh and put the melee onto Kigler and then turn all the attention to Kigler and last but not least High King Mulgar as I said before you don't want to get anywhere near him because he's got this nasty um, he's got this nasty whirlwind and believe me I've walked into it more than once and died so <laughs> it's one of those things mm-hmm. you don't want to get anywhere near him uh, he hits very, very hard, so it's it's best to have as many of the attack power debuffs on him as you can. Uh, Curse of Weakness, Demoralizing Shout, whatever. Um, at about 50%, he enters Phase 2, where he, um, he becomes very big and very red and very scary looking. The real trick of this is just managing the fact that you've got five fights going on at once at the very beginning. Uh, be very careful of your positioning so you're staying away from King Mulgar. Um, after you've done this particular part of it, then you have to go clear some more trash and you end up back in, you end up back in Gruel. Mm-hmm. Now, as I said, we're pretty close on Gruel, but we haven't gotten there yet. There are some pretty nasty parts 
to gruel. One of them is, number one, you have to make sure that everyone's in s just inside the door. <laughs> because when he's engaged, the door closes behind you. If you're not inside, oh well, <laughs> you've missed you the fight. Watch. You can watch. Um, he has a whole bunch of nasty, nasty abilities. Um, the big one is, is every 30 seconds, he grows. And when he grows, he increases his damage by 15%. Mm -hmm. And this stacks up to 30 times, and it cannot be dispelled. So you really need to get him down. Usually before he's grown, like if you can't get him down by the time he's grown 15 or 16 times, you're probably toast. Yeah. Um, if you, you really you want to get him down as soon as possible, this is a speed fight. Because the longer it goes, the stronger he gets, and he'll get to a point where you just you just got no hope. He's just How one shot in the tanks. Oh yeah, and there's just there's just no way that the healers are ever gonna ever going to to keep up with that. Um, he does a ability called reverberation, my personal favorite, which is a zone wide yeah, silence. silence. It can be reduced by anti-silence abilities. This is one of those ones. I have a, a neck piece which reduces my chances of being silenced by 20%. This is great stuff in the gruel fight. Um, but you can't It's not. You can't get out of range. It's zone-wide. You're going to get silenced. Mm -hmm. um, Cave-In is a, a random oh. AoE. Does 3,000 damage every 3 seconds. Uh, occurs more frequently in later stages. And growth can also also affects cavens. So the stronger gruel gets, the stronger the caven gets. I've died from cavens before. Yeah, you can see them coming, sort of. If you see basically these rocks popping around, mm -hmm. get the heck out of if there you're as mage, fast as you can. Make a button for blink. Do it. Boom. Do it. The, you yeah, know, depending on what part of the uh, the fight you're in, but. If you can blink out of there, you know, sideways, backwards, not, don't go forwards, but if you can blink out of there, just do it. Caven combined with Gronlord's Grasp is one of those things that you just, you know, you say hate Blizzard over. <laughs> um, Gronlord's Grasp is a, um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. The first thing that happens is a ground slam, which is a zone-wide knockback in a random direction. And right after the ground slam is the ground lord's grasp, which then reduces your movement speed by 20%. As I said, combine this with a cave-in, and that's a bit of bad luck, which will probably end up with you eating the floor. Um, it is not dispellable. When this happens, you have a very short time to get to the perimeter of the of of this this cave that you're in and you also want to be at least 10 yards away from anyone else mm -hmm. because what's going to happen is you're going to get shatter. this ability called stone where yeah. you're going to freeze and then you're going to shatter shatter increases for every person who is nearby so anybody who is within a 10 yard radius of you when the shatter goes off is going to increase the damage um to both of you to both of you so i have found as a cloth wearer buffed i have about eleven thousand hit points 
if I am near too close to more than two people, I'm toast. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a couple of ways that people deal with that. One of them is I will post a picture of this and that is to have a plan for where people are going to stand. That's exactly what we do. Everybody has their spots that they go to. And you have a, you have a place where you're assigned to stand more or less. Now, again, like Starman said earlier, this works better on paper than it necessarily does in the real world because um, you end up the the tank ends up Grom moves around, uh, Gruel moves around a little bit. You get out of range. You can't stay exactly where it is that you want to stand, but you have a place to go to when you're done. Sometimes you can get grabbed and thrown in the wrong direction, and then you've got to kind of get your bearings and get back to where you're going. But there are little places that you can go. If you look around the perimeter, there's little rocks and little beams and stuff that you can yep, hide behind. behind if you can get behind mm -hmm. those, you can um, reduce the amount of shatter damage you do to your neighbors. Right. But you still will do it. You will do it, but yes. it will reduce the damage. Um, one of the places where I stand is, where actually there's two of us that are assigned to stand there, one on each side of a beam. And it's not too bad. Yeah. Um. Then one of us will invariably die eventually, and you know we, we end up <laughs> having only one person there. Um. But I will post some some links to a couple of sample maps that people have done plotting where people stand, which can be very good for prepping for gruel. Mm -hmm. This can actually take a couple of. This has taken us at least a couple of times to get right because the landmarks of where you stand behind are not always that easy to find mm -hmm. not that obvious and sometimes you have to jump sometimes you have to finagle your way in there but yeah yep. one of the things i would definitely recommend however especially in cases where you get thrown in a random direction and you end up in a spot nowhere near where you're supposed to go and you don't know where to go is to use a proximity mod and what I mean by a proximity mod is a mod that tells you if you're standing too close to other players. Uh, Bigwigs, which is a boss mod, has this functionality built into the Gruel Encounter where it will give you a list of who you're standing too close to and I've definitely used this where you get thrown off into another section it says I'm too close to two other people I can look around and say, okay, that person's over there, this person's over there, so I need to go straight. Mm -hmm. And then only end up in range of maybe one of them. There's another thing you can do. If you hit Shift-V, that'll show mm -hmm. the health of all your party members mm -hmm. or your raid members. And you'll see a blue bar over their head. If you can see that blue bar, that means you're probably too close to somebody. The blue bar will fade out as, that pers as, as other people get further away so if you see a blue bar you're too close to somebody <laughs> if you can read this you're too if close you, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> it's like that bumper sticker yep. um so this is a very active fight and you're you spend a lot of time running back and forth and getting in at range getting out of range mm -hmm. running out of range running away from rocks running away from gruel shattering it's a extremely chaotic fight, but one of the things that we I think that we've learned, you have to have pretty massive DPS to do this yeah. and succeed. Um, You're looking around like 800. 
900. For for the raid or per individual or for for the individual. Um I can maybe look up right now while we're talking what our total DPS was. But um yeah, you have to have a lot of DPS for this fight. Because speed is so key, because mm -hmm. you've got that the problem with him growing every thir you know, he's he's increasing in abilities 15% right. every 30 seconds. So that's that's a geometric progression. And so y this is a fight where the faster you get him down, the the happier you're going to be. All right, so according to this, Gruel the Dragon Killer Death, I'm using WoW web stats. Um, let's see, we're looking at roughly 890 DPS to take him down. That's at, that's your rate Total, average? Yeah, uh, per person. Total yeah, so DPS was 7,800. Damage oh, output, 3,469,873. 3, wow. So he's yeah. got over, he's got 3 million point, hit Yeah, points? about 3.5 million hit um, points. Wow. Points. And yeah. Yeah, so that's the, the 890 DPS is your raid average that you're, that you're putting out on Gruul. Yeah, about that. Uh, some wow. people are a little lower. Like in the six, but you know, you got to understand that some people are running. Mm -hmm. And some people are, and some are people, are, people aren't doing DPS; they're healing, or you know. Oh well, obviously, but I'm just looking at the DPS because it's sorted by DPS. Like, right. um, let me just go back here. Our highest DPS was one thousand one hundred and twelve. Wow, but I, you know, I I bring that up mostly because I, you know I don't want to discourage people from trying new things, but realize that this is not just because it doesn't have a key mm -hmm. doesn't mean you can just walk in with with no preparation and without having done the work right. the the progression in in these instances seems to be quite linear in the sense of you really need to do Kara before you can do gruel you really need to do gruel before you can do mactheridon you need to do mactheridon before you can do um you know the the, the gear the gear progression is is um is pretty rigid. Right. At least that's my impression of it. I mean, you've You're been right. through. You're right. Um, Mactheridon is even more of a dance than this. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not. It's different. Mm -hmm. It's like apples and oranges. It, um, yeah, it's it's different. So really, what you're what you're saying is probably as I said, my the the highest, the lowest we've gotten to is twelve percent. Mm -hmm. So probably mechanics-wise, we've got the fight down. We just need to yeah, pour it out. Yeah, if you can get them more. down to twelve percent, then it's you have the fight down. You're right. You have the mechanics. You've gotten them all the way down to twelve percent, which can take quite a bit of time. Now what you got to do is is focus do it on faster. Getting, do it faster <laughs> with better gear, food, mm -hmm. pots. We we're talking about this earlier. You said that you use pots, but I mean anything, food, um, enchants. Any gems, little, yeah. Gems. Uh, remember, a hit is better than a hit is better than damage is better than crit. So if you have a lot of crit gems, switch them for hit gems. What else can I say? What? Now that's interesting because um, I'm the respec that I'm thinking of doing is is mostly a destruction spec. Mm -hmm. 
and most of my gems are plus damage and plus hit. That's fine. So what you're saying is don't go plus crit. Right. Especially for you as a warlock. Well, but destruction still uses a lot is a lot of um But you have blast more dots than we do. That's true. I mean we have both. But destruction is more is more on the on the blast damage. I found that when I changed my plus hit, my DPS went up dramatically. Yeah, I've really been I've been concentrating on the plus hit, especially with the dots, because my my theory has been it's, the top can't do damage if it doesn't land. Right. And given that most of those spells are binary, meaning they're either full on or they're full off, mm -hmm. you want them full on. And right. some of the dots do take a little while to cast. I mean, I do have some instant cast dots, but some of my better ones take a little while. So it's wasted time. Well, that's interesting. I was, I was uh, as I said, I was thinking about redoing my gems for this new uh, this new build that I'm considering and I was thinking that I was going to have to switch out to more plus crit but failed noble topaz yep <laughs> that's what I've been using for my yellow slots for yeah, my if, if it's a red slot I'm just going all out plus nine damage but if it's a yellow mm -hmm. slot then I'm doing veiled noble topaz yeah and I know I've got I've got a few junk gems that I really just need to get rid of but uh, yeah your point's well taken that I really think that my my current strategy of plus hit and plus damage is probably better than, than going plus crit. Mm -hmm. Sorry for that thinking aloud moment there, but <laughs> can be useful. Um, so is there anything else we wanted to say about Gruul? No, that's it. That's pretty much yeah. the whole fight. Get your tier fours and be happy. Yeah, I still haven't gotten those shoulders, but I did get the epic shoulders off the prints the other day, so I'm I'm happy. Um. Well, I do have a mod of the cast this week. It's kind of a fun one that I've been having some uh, some uh, laughs out of lately. It's called Kill Log. <laughs> and Kill Log does pretty much what you'd expect Kill Log to do. It keeps count of the stuff you've killed. And you can sort it by session or by overall and by character and everything. It's definitely one of those mods that's more entertaining the more time that you've had it on. <laughs> I've had it installed since April 16th of this year and I was able to tell all sorts of interesting stuff not only to tell you how many you've killed of, of various creatures and actually when you when you tooltip when you when you put your cursor over a mob it will tell you in the tooltip if you have killed these before how many of these you've killed in the past <laughs> this can be very depressing however when you're farming because if you you know found out how many you know primal fires or whatever you've been farming, you'll see exactly how many uh, fire elementals you've killed. And this number can be a little depressing, but it will also tell you things like how many times you've died, when you died, and who you died to. And you can bring up separate monsters and bosses, and it will tell you how many times you've killed it, how many times it's killed you. Um, all sorts of totally useless information, which can nevertheless be rather entertaining. One of the fun ones that I had was looking at my warlock, who is level 70. And of course, I've had her around longer since than longer than April 16th. She was 70 when she, in in April, and I found out that she had killed 8,800 mobs approximately in the time I wow. looked at it last week. And in that time, she had died 147 times. I looked at my paladin, who was 
not even born yet in uh, in April 16th. She's now level 50. At the time I looked, she was level 47. And she had killed almost half the number of mobs of, of my warlock, around 4,400. But she had only died eight times. <laughs> It says a lot yourself. for the survivability of, of the of the paladin that she died eight times in forty nine levels. Um but so it's just it's kind of interesting comparisons that you could do among your characters. But uh as I said, kill log, it's just for fun. It doesn't take up a lot of room in your you know, it, it has a small footprint, but it can be pretty entertaining and it can be good for those bragging moments of, well, I had to kill 430 of these things before that spell <laughs> recipe dropped. Well, I had to kill 560 of them. Well, you guys are all wimps. I had to kill over 900 of them, you know. And you can take screenshots to prove it. I had to kill two. <laughs> oh, you suck. You know, it's too bad that Blizzard doesn't keep track of these things like Sony does. Because you can oh, actually go... You, in EverQuest, you used to get titles for the number of mobs you killed. Like, if you killed 500 skeletons, you would get Hunter of Skeletons. That yeah, was, was actually, in EverQuest too. And it, right, in EverQuest too. That was actually pretty cool because people had, w- were it was it was something for people to shoot for, which yeah. which which actually gave you some some incentive to play the game and and it was it was quite nice and it's too bad that I'm sure Blizzard actually does have those stats somewhere they just don't know what to do with them. Right, and I think it would just be kind of fun, especially you know, some of these characters if you had a long time. In some ways, I don't want to know. It's like I've I've always resisted. There's a there's a mod called All Played, which will show you the totals of all the characters that you have. And me being an alt aholic, I've got lots of them. About all the t- it'll tell you totals of all of your played time on all of your characters. And I'm like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> it's it's just data I don't want to have. But as I said, kill log is a great deal of fun and. Uh, and it's a, uh, nothing but entertainment value and bragging rights, perhaps. So I think that's it for this week. Yep. If you want to contact us, my email is starman at worldofwarcast.com. And Renata's is, of course, Renata at worldofwarcast.com. We have forums on our website, and they're very lively. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, please do. We're up to, what, 297, 293? Two- 290, I thought it was something. 297 when I saw this we're, we're, we're approaching 300, and we like to hit 300 by the end of the week. So <laughs> go on there and leave us, a, leave us a review. We do read them, and we appreciate all those who've left us a review to, to date. If you want to leave us a voicemail on Skype, our, our address is World of Warcast, one word. Uh, so we will see you next time for episode 49. Bye. Bye-bye.